Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We're so excited. We have a very special word coming. So grab your Bibles, grab your snacks, grab your notes, and let's get started. Let's go! Hey, it's, listen, it's week one of a brand new series that we're entitling Temple. Somebody shout, week one, Temple! Week one, Temple! Listen, go ahead and go with me to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and um, our screens, we're getting our screens and stuff like that worked out. When you got it, say, I got it. If not, say, wait on me. Okay, somebody said, wait on me. Romans 12, chapter 1. Let me set this up. This is the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul is talking to the church. He has just finished up the last part of a letter that he's writing to the church. And in this specific letter, Paul is letting these guys know, look, now that I've talked to you about salvation, I now want to talk to you about how to live a life in Christ. Okay, so we're going to read it. It says this. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Somebody shout living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship, or it says your, your reasonable uh, worship. Okay? Jump over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. It says this. Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit? Somebody shout temple. Who's in you? Whom you received from God. You are not your own. I wish somebody would just say that. I am not my own. There's so much good news in this scripture because I want you to understand. Paul is literally saying this. He's saying, guys, there, there's an intense reality that you and I are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. It is the breath of God. It is, it is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Paul is literally saying, that same thing now lives in you. I'm a temple. Are you a temple this day? Are you a temple this morning? you got to believe this. And so let, let, me, let me just say this. Some of us actually don't believe that we're a temple of God because we struggle with the reality whether or not we please God. Can I encourage you today that if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, as your Savior baby girl, listen, let me tell you, this is the best news ever. You please God no matter what. The day you accepted Jesus Christ is the day that you put a smile on God's face. Come on, somebody. That was the day that you pleased God. But here's the reality. He's saying this. To present your bodies to God means this. You've got to make space for God. Write it down. Make space for God. Paul is saying, guys, because what Jesus did for you now it's time for you to bring something to the table. Let me tell you why I believe most people do not believe that they please God. They don't believe that they please God because they don't believe that they are enough. Here's your number one point. Write it down. You are enough. Come on. That's good. You are enough. That word, that word pleasing actually means accepted. Holy. Pleasing. In other words, holy and accepted. You don't have to work to be accepted by God. You work from being accepted by God. Somebody's going to get that. Here's a, and so Paul is literally saying this. He says, guys, I want you to present your body. Or in other words, I want you to offer to God something that you can't buy. 
I want you to offer your body. I want you to offer your life. And this is what I actually believe God's saying. He's saying, listen, listen, to offer God something without you in the equation is a kind gesture, not an offering. It's just a random act of kindness if you are not in the offering that God desires. God, listen, God just say this in 2021. Oh, listen, y'all know that song? I just want you, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. I heard the Father during my study time singing that back over me. He said, Chris, I just want you. I want you. I want all of you. I want your heart. I want your, I can't get no help this morning. I want your mind. I want your body in 2021. I want your soul in 2021. I want your Facebook. I want your TikTok. I want your friends list. I want your family. I want your entire family to be saved. I just want you. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel like this entire year is a setup for you and God to come up. There's this spiritual call. There's this, there's this seal in the spirit realm. You can feel it. Those that have a spirit on the inside of you, you can sense the Holy Spirit saying, come up higher. You can hear it. You can sense it. You can feel it. Tell your neighbor, say, I am a temple. Let me set this up. See, in, in, in this specific chapter, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel him. I just... I just want you and you just want me. Come on, somebody. The Spirit, the Bible says that the Spirit searches. It roams looking for somebody, anybody that would make themselves available, make themselves willing. And I believe that the Spirit of God is searching for just one temple. All it takes is one person who will make themselves available for God. You won't wait till the end of the year, but you'll start your year letting God know, I'm a temple if nobody else wants to be a temple. I'll be your house if nobody else wants to be your house and I believe that the spirit of God is saying I just need one person just one just one just one look back at the track record of God God never used the generation God looked for one Moses Noah David I just need one person that will take it serious that what Christ did on the cross was just for you so that I can see a generation. Listen, God wants to see a generation come through you. I got to keep going. I got to keep going, Javon. Y'all good? Y'all here? And so, and so let, so let, let, let me say this. How, how, how are we temples, Corey? How, how do we be a temple? How do we offer God something? It's like this. In the Old Testament, the way they offer, can I take this jacket off? Because I feel like I got to preach. I got to take it off. I got to take I'm not trying to strip. My, that's my wife over there. It's just for her and her alone. In the Old Testament, the way they offered God something to forgive their sins or the way they offered God something if they wanted to give God praise they had to bring God a dead thing a dead bull a dead dove a dead ox whatever the case was and watch this that thing couldn't have any defect to it in the New Testament Paul comes on the scene and he says now God don't want anything dead God wants a living sacrifice and the only thing that can please God is you walking God through your life as a living breathing operating God speaking God fearing temple of the Holy Spirit 
In other words, Paul is saying this. He's saying, guys, the only rational response that you could give to a God who gave Jesus for you is to offer your entire life with your, with your whole body. My daughter's birthday was this past, this past week, December 31st. We broke because of her, you know what I'm saying, Christmas time. And then December 31st is like birthday time. So anybody want to sow a seed, you can sow a seed. Hallelujah. I'm messing. God's been good to us. So we, 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 we bought her these, these gifts, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't, ain't going to lie, we, we bought her some nice gifts. Somebody shout nice. We bought her some nice gifts. She's like LOL dolls, you know what I'm saying? So we hooked her up. And think, yo, first off, uh, whoever invented LOL dolls, bro, there, there's, an, there's an anointing on that thing. I don't understand how you can, you can charge $99 for a little piece to... Anyway, I'm mad about it. And so, so we, we got, we got her, her birthday stuff, and she was opening up the gifts, right? And I was excited to see her open up the presents, uh, uh, Natasha. But the thing that I was waiting for was to see if at the end of her opening up the gift, if she would say, thank you. Because the only rational response when you receive a gift that is a sacrifice from somebody else is a what? Thank you. And so God's looking at us since he gave Jesus. He wants to know that will our rational response to him be a what? And see, God don't need lip service because the Bible says that he searches a man's heart. And so God don't need a thank you that didn't come from your heart. He needs a devoted living sacrifice that comes from your life. And so the way that you and I offer a thank you to God is a living sacrifice unto God with our bodies. I'm setting you up because God said over the next month, if you will dedicate, listen, don't check out. I'm telling you, don't check out. If you will dedicate this entire month to giving me your entire body, let me show you how, what it looks like to be a temple of the Holy Spirit, then I will show you how to leak heaven everywhere you go. I want to talk about three different ways that the Old Testament brought offerings. Hang with me, okay? Y'all good? Shout back. I'm good. So, 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 so there's three different ways, okay? In the Old Testament, they, they, had, they had three primary ways to offer God something. And number one, write this down. It was called a sin offering. A sin offering was basically a sacrifice offered to achieve basically atonement or the blood of Jesus or the blood of, blood of that lamb over your life. And so for that sin, it was a sin that would literally or sacrifice that would cover the sin of an entire community or an individual person who committed an unintentional sin. Watch this. In the Old Testament... You, if the priest committed a sin that brought guilt on you, then guess who was guilty? You were guilty. Can you imagine being in a place not pleasing with God because of somebody else's sin? Somebody shout, thank you for Jesus. This is what Leviticus says. It says this, don't, don't go to it. Leviticus 4.19. It says, if the anointed priest sins... Bringing guilt on people, he must bring the Lord a young bull without defect as a sin offering for the sin he has committed. That is crazy. Go to the second one. The second offering was called a guilt offering. 
This offering was offered so that a person could actually be forgiven of their sins or be forgiven for a sin that they would commit one day down the road. But here's the third one that I want us to focus on. Somebody shout fellowship. It was called a fellowship offering. And, and Jonathan, this specific offering was a sacrifice offered to give God thanks for forgiving our sins or thanking him for his grace and his mercy. Can I take 30 seconds in this room for anybody that is grateful if they'll be bold enough to stand on their feet to take 30 seconds and offer God a fellowship offering an offering of thank you an offering if it had not been for the grace of God for the blood of Jesus on my life have a seat because that was weak that was weak some of y'all like, come on, I just want to go to church and I just want to leave. No, you are the church. When you leave, there goes the church. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to preach it anyway like I feel it. Go back to that first scripture. This is 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Ash name say, do you not know this? Ask him, say, do you not know this? There, there's an overwhelming truth right here in this specific scripture, and I want us to look at the reality of this. Here's the reality of this scripture. God died to come and live in you. And so if God died to come and live in you, the question is, why me? Why my body? What's so valuable about my body? Can I tell you what's so valuable about your life? The reason why God wanted to come and live in you is because God wanted to first off and finally deal with a reality that you can be imperfect and still have perfection living on the inside of you, living, moving, breathing. And this is why. It's because you've not only been marked by God, but you are a mirror of your maker. You are a host of his presence. Presence, you are a carrier of his glory. Is there anybody in the room that believes it? Somebody shouted, I'm a mirror of my maker. I'm a host of his presence. I'm a carrier of his glory. Somebody give God a shout of praise right there. And so what makes me a temple that God would decide to live in? This is a real reality. What makes you and I a temple that God would decide to live in? You ever thought about that? Because here's what Romans 8, 9 says. Just write it down. You can go back to it later. Those who do not belong to Christ do not have the spirit of Christ residing in them. That right there should set you free from sitting there trying to get on people in the world, telling people in the world what they should not do. Here's a fact. They don't have God in them, so they won't act like God. Why would you waste your time on people that don't have God in them, judging them as if they had God in them, when you sometimes live your life like you don't have God in you? Like I don't have God in me. Thus, their bodies are not the temple of the Holy Spirit. We could go on. But I want you to pay attention. Pay attention to the words that God decides to use in the Bible concerning you. He called you a body. He describes our temple as a body. He could have called it a house. He could have called it a home. He could have called it a residence. Somebody shout, but he didn't. Here's why. A body alone is only a house. 
But a body filled with the Holy Spirit and the presence of God makes it a temple. Can I, should I go here? Should I not go here? Should I do it? Should I not do it? I got to I'm going to do it. That's why the world, see, that's why you got people who, 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 who are, uh, are, are tormented by spirits or have demonic spirits living on the inside. Watch this. Watch this. Uh-uh, I'm, I'm going to just read it because some of y'all are starting to get on me. When an evil spirit leaves the person, it goes into the desert seeking rest. Listen, but finding nothing. Then it says, I will return. Watch this, to the person I came from. This is the world. Listen to this. Very important. So it returns and it finds its former home. Did it call it a temple? Its former home. Watch this. Empty, swept, and in order. You mean to tell me that I can have my life all together. I can be spotless. I cannot be a cusser. I can live my life as if I'm living for God. But if I have not accepted God, then the spirit of God is not in me. Then guess what I am? I'm just a house. And even if I got my house in order, the enemy can still come after me because it's not a temple dedicated to the spirit of God. I'm preaching. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm not a house. I'm a temple. So your second point I want you to realize is this. You've been set apart as God's treasure. Deuteronomy 14.2. It says you've been set apart as a holy. Somebody shout holy. A holy nation to the Lord your God. And he has chosen you from all the nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. Oh, my goodness. Listen, he's like, how, 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 have, I, how have I been set apart? That sounds really fancy, Pastor Chris. How have I been set apart? The word set apart means that you have been, it means that you have been set aside for a divine purpose. That word is a Hebrew word. It means kadesh. It means holy. It means different. You different. No, look at your neighbor and say, I'm different. But you're not different because you di You say you're different. You're different because God declares that you're different. Let me explain why you're different. In the Old Testament, anybody that wanted to offer a sacrifice, watch this. There were certain animals that they knew that they were going to have to sacrifice for their sins, that they had to separate from the rest of the herd. We call that set apart. So that when they sinned or when they wanted to give thanks unto God, they wouldn't go mess with the herd. They would go to a cage and go get the few that was set apart to offer back to God. So if he calls me set apart, then that means I can't belong to the herd. I can't fit in with the crowd. You are not designed to fit in with a world. He set you up to set you aside so that when he calls upon you as a temple with his spirit living on the inside of you, then that means there's no defects on you. There's no blemishes about you. That's why he's coming back for a spotless bride. Not because you're perfect, but because he separated you, made you different, made you holy, made you acceptable. See, some of y'all are trying to work for grace, but you should be operating 
from grace. Some of you are trying to work for mercy, but you should be operating from mercy because he's given you a life separated. Somebody shout, I'm a temple, I'm a temple. I'm different, I'm different. I'm not arrogant. So I'm going to set somebody free. You're not arrogant. You're not arrogant. You're not arrogant. The Bible says that. Who else knows the mind of God but the spirit of God? You're not arrogant. You've got God in you. So some of you walk with your head down. Let me tell you what that is. That's pride in reverse. You ought to hold your head up because you've been set apart. You ought to hold your head up because you're different. You ought to hold your head up because the Bible, I've never seen a temple leaning over. You ought to stand with your shoulders squared back. You ought to stand declaring the word of God with confidence because he's declared you to be the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. Those aren't just cute words. Those are royal words. Those are words for sons, words for daughters, words for people that know who they are as sons and daughters of the Most High. So now that I know that I've been set apart, I can stop searching to belong. Because I don't belong to a herd, I belong to a people who are set apart. See, some of you want to have sex with people who are only houses and who are only homes. And you're searching for certain things that, watch this, you're searching for something that lives in you. Ask Elsa. Elsa in Frozen 2. She decided that she wanted to go on a journey because she heard something in her head. And she had to get this thing out of her head. And so this thing that was in her head so loud made her move from the place she was to go on a journey. And what she didn't realize, this, was that an external journey led her to an internal revealing. She realized that the thing she'd been searching for, the thing she thought was out here, lived right here the entire time. And I feel like God's saying, the search is over. You've been searching for the thing that lives on the inside of you. You've been searching for the thing that resides on the inside. You're not a house. You're not a home. You are a temple. I'm a temple. I've had this thing wrong. I've been trying to act like a house. I've been trying to fill the furniture in this house. But the only furniture that belongs in my house is what the Spirit of God says needs to be in the house. And so some, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, hold on, hold on, let me, let, me, let me back up. Let me back up. Holy Spirit, help me, help me. Somebody shout, I'm a temple. I'm a temple. Stay with me. You got to know your value. You got to know your value. I want you to know, listen. You were not purchased with bitcoins and stocks. You were not purchased with silver nor gold. You were purchased with something that you can't buy. Something that doesn't even have a value. Listen, there's a video of, 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 of some scientists that found a, a, a smidgen of the blood of Jesus and they brought it into the lab and they said, what is this? It, it, I can't, I don't understand the value of it. It doesn't have the X and the Y chromosome. It's, it's different. It doesn't have the same life that you and I have, but it's still breathing. That very thing lives on the inside of you. So you got to understand your value. I'm not bought with things that perish. 
I'm bought with an unblemished blood. First Peter tells me this. Knowing that you were ransomed from feudal ways, inherited from your forefathers, not by perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Perfection bought you. Tell you what I'm saying, perfection bought me. So, so how, how am I temple? In other words, let me just say it this way. So, so God the Father created you. God the Son redeemed you. And God the Spirit lives on inside of you. That would make, that's what makes you a temple. Is you have a Father who created you, a Son who redeemed you, and a Spirit that now wants to live on the inside of you. You got the Trinity living on the inside of you and you living down here. I'm going to keep going. Tell you, let me say, I'm a house of prayer. I, I, I want to deal, deal with how, how, how the Holy Spirit decides to deal with his temple, okay? This is, this, no, no, say this first. Say, I am a house of prayer. Let's just be honest. Just by a show of hands, how many of you struggle? How, how, how many of you think you could do a little bit better with your prayer life? Thank y'all for being so honest. I, I too could do a lot better. But let me tell you how important prayer is to God. Then Jesus entered the temple and he drove out all who were buying selling there. He overturned the tables, Corey, of money changers and the seats of those selling doves. He then declared to them, it's written, my house, it will be called a house of worship, a house of miracles, a house of hope. No, a house of what? A house of prayer. In other words, you need to give God permission to start flipping tables in your life and in your temple for anything that should not be there. I believe 2021 is a year of favor. Watch this. Not because we're going to receive a whole bunch, but because we're going to give God permission to save our lives and make us a temple by flipping tables that should have never been there. Moving furniture that should have never been there. Moving friends, relationships, best friends, people that don't need to be in our life. Because I'm a temple. This house, somebody shout, this house will be a house of prayer. I want to listen, this, oh my gosh, Anthony, just play for just a minute. I, seriously, I don't want a church that just comes here and try to be relevant. I don't want a house that just comes here and we just try to get in, lead worship, and make it a whole bunch of cute songs. I want when we open up our mouth, I want something to move in the spirit. And this is why it'll move in the spirit. It's because when you're at home, you are a people of prayer, not a people who are borrowing the presence of God when it's convenient. I want us to be a house of prayer. I got no amens on that. Because it's convicting. I want to be a house of prayer. Jesus looks at him and he says, you're trying to make this a place for profit, but it was designed to be a place for God's presence. Tell your neighbor, say, you got the spirit of God living on the inside of you. 
Do you remember moments when you read your Bible and the Bible says, and Jesus got a way to what? Pray. And Jesus got a way to pray. Well, why in the world would Jesus get a way to pray if Jesus was God? He over and over got a way to get alone with God to pray, not because he was lonely, but because he was showing you and I as a temple of the Holy Spirit that this is how you host the presence of God. The way you host a temple who has the presence of God is a person that dedicates their life to God and dedicates their life to a place of prayer. Watch this, because the only way to commune with God is through prayer. He was literally saying, I know I'm fully God, but I'm, I'm about to show you how to be fully man and still operate as a man connected to God. So he gets away and he prays. And the Bible says when he came back out of a, out of a place of uh, fasting and praying, the Bible says that he was full of the Holy Spirit and he began to heal and sick. Watch this. Not some. The Bible says that he healed all. Can I tell you? In the next month, you're about to leak heaven as a temple of the Holy Spirit. That wherever you go, signs, wonders, and miracles will break out. Not because you're good, because good lives on the inside of you. I prophesy that you will leak God. I prophesy that you will leak heaven. That wherever your feet tread, there is heaven. Wherever your feet walk, there is heaven. Whatever you speak, speaking heaven. Whatever you do, there is heaven because you are a temple. I'm a temple. I don't want to be anything else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. your feet somebody just say that just I, I, I want to interrupt this entire message I feel like the Holy Spirit I want, I want to give the Holy Spirit permission to all my temple so I'm sorry this is this is the moment that's weird for you all we're doing is making ourselves available to be a temple for the Holy Spirit this is what he this is all he's ever desired God gave God emptied heaven his prized possession of heaven and his prized possession now lives on the inside of you the Bible calls you a treasure And we know that Jesus wants us to be a temple. And we know that everything that God is, he wants us to mirror that image. And so Jesus says something bold in the temple. He says these words. He says, destroy this temple, and I'll raise it again in three days. Why didn't he call it a house? Why didn't he call it a body? It's because he wanted you to see that there was coming a life for a generation that would house the Holy Spirit. And watch this. There is no demon in hell. There is no person in your life. There is no friend. There is nothing else that can keep you down. Tear this temple down and watch God rebuild it. I want to tell somebody in this room, maybe 2020 was a year that you felt like you were torn down, but I prophesy and I believe in 2021, your temple is about to be erected and it will not be brought down anymore. 
it will not be brought down anymore. Pastor Chris, preach a, preach a message that makes me flip a wig. This is a message that makes you flip a wig. This is the Bible. I want to preach, I want to preach the Bible. It's okay if I just preach the Bible. I don't want to give you any fluff. I don't want to give you something. That, I, don't want to, I don't want to offer you anything that's not in the Word of God. I don't tell you, I don't want to tell you you're going to be rich. I don't want to tell you to flip around four times, stump on your feet, do two twists, breathe in, breathe out, and then you're going to have a million dollars. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you might not have more money this year, but I promise you you're going to have more God this year if you stay connected to this house. And watch this. If God decides to increase your finances or give you houses or give you land, it's because of this. Seek first the kingdom of God and watch all these other things be added. It'll come in that order. Anybody want to be a temple this morning? This is the part that I can't do for you. There's nothing, I, I can't do this part for you. Tristan, I just want you to come. And when you sing that song, nothing else will do. I just want you I just, I just want us to take 30 seconds to a minute. And we're going to kick off this year dedicating our body to God as a temple. The only, listen, there's only one way it is a temple. We do this with kids, but we don't do this with our own life. Come here, David. In fact, David, sit down. Mom, bring, bring Gianna. We do, this, we do this with babies, but we don't do this with our life. And I feel like God's saying, I want us to do this with our entire life right here, right now. Whenever I have my daughter, I got four now. Y'all pray for me. I'm blessed. We dedicate our kids to God. In other words... We prophesy that they will one day be a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I do prophesy that over you, Gianna. You will be a temple of the Holy Spirit. You will know God. You will host his presence. You will be a carrier of his glory. You will prophesy over nations. You'll be a woman of prayer. You'll be a daughter of Zion. You'll sing praises to God. I dedicate you to the Lord before you say yes to him. I dedicate your yes to him so that the moment you say yes to him, that you'll give him praise, that you'll feel the spirit of God living on the inside of you. I prophesy this you over this to you. I dedicate you to God. And this is what God wants us to do right here. God wants you to dedicate your life, your body, your entire everything to him. Come on, just do it. You got to do it for yourself. God, listen, the only, listen, you don't, you're not a temple just because you have the spirit of God. You are a temple because you choose to dedicate your body to God. The way I intentionally, and I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Everything I prophesy, because his word will not return void. Just dedicate. Throw your hands up. I dedicate my body as a temple. Come on, you got to do it for yourself. I can't sing this for you. I can't say it for you. This is the part you got to do for yourself. I dedicate this temple to you, God. In other words, I'm deciding that the only thing that is worth living in this house 
is the presence of God, the very spirit of God. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that has chose to live in me. I'm not good enough, but whatever made me worthy, whatever made me valuable, I choose to say yes to that value. I choose to say yes to that grace on my life. Some of you have been trying to be better before you dedicate your life. And I feel like the God, I feel like God of heaven and earth wanted me to tell you that you don't have to be better. You're better because you have Jesus on the inside of you. And all you got to do is walk towards Father. All you got to do is walk towards God. Walk with him. Talk with him. And every single day that you choose to say yes to God is a prophetic declaration of you saying, I am a temple. I am a temple. I'm nothing else. I'm not a house. I'm not a home. I'm not broken. I'm not uh, dilapidated. I'm not, I'm not messed up. I'm not a fixer upper. I am a temple. I'm not, I'm not a fresh coat of paint hiding something. I'm a temple. God loves everything about me. God loves my ups. He loves my downs. He loves every part of me. He loves my heart. He loves the way I prophesy in this. He loves your heart. He loves the way you think. He loves that you're just the way you are. And just like I'm I'm carrying my daughter God's saying in 2021 I don't need you to walk I need you to stay in my arms I need you to be a daughter I need you to be a son the thing that God needs us to do the Bible says that we are seated in heavenly places all God needs you to do this year is to take your seat in him I'm a temple I'm a temple I'm a temple I'm a temple hey guys thanks so much for joining us today for more information on upcoming events giving, and our church life, visit us at marked.church. Or you can also check out our social media, at Marked Church. We look forward to seeing you next time.